0: Week 10 Sunday in the books. We had walk-offs galore, game-winning field goals. We had blowouts. We had uh, bad games that turned good games, good games that turned bad games. We'll get into all of it right now. Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert
1: NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL
0: on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big shout-out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. And by the way, keep a lookout. I'll let, you, I'll let everybody know when it's time, but coming to a smart television near you, a <laughs> Locked On live streaming channel, 24 hours a day, all the Locked On shows. Uh, you can already find it, Locked On NFL Today, or Locked On Today, Locked On Sports Today, I think is the name officially of the channel. It's already streaming live on YouTube, 24 hours of all the Locked On shows, including Williamson and myself, multiple times appearing on your 24-hour stream, and uh, we'll let you know when the time comes to, to check your smart televisions to have that uh, at the ready whenever you need it for your 24-hour sports streams. And uh, I'm so excited about all the things going on with the Locked On Network. Really excited to get into this week of football as well, Week 10 in the NFL. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Let's start with the Lions and uh, one of those uh, one of those one of those buzzer beating W's that we saw and and L's that we saw around the NFL in week 10. It was forty one thirty eight Lions Chargers. It was like, okay, last team that gets the ball is going to win this football game. And that's how it went. The seven and two Lions, Matt, beating the four and five Chargers. These two teams kind of going in the wrong direction, even though they were so evenly matched in this game. And it was probably the most fun game of Sunday just because you know if you like offense especially uh probably not the 10-6 Patriots uh, game with <laughs> Patriots Colts uh, I, I would vote for the 41-38 Lions over Chargers game Jared Goff 333 yards passing a couple of touchdowns they ran the ball well Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs starting to look like that first round guy um on that Los Angeles turf he was kind of gliding on top of it so um what were your big takeaways from Lions Chargers in week 10?
1: Yeah, really fun game. Fantasy bonanza. I mean, unless you started one of the defenses. Um, I really hope we don't hear, boy, Justin Herbert can't win these big games. Like, I mean, he threw for 323 and four touchdowns, and he was awesome in this game. Yeah. I mean, he did
0: everything he needed to do to win. You should game. hope to win with 38 points of offense.
1: Yeah, get a stop once in a while, you know? But you're right. I mean, they're mirror images. There weren't a lot of penalties, there weren't a lot of turnovers. There weren't a lot of, you know, what ifs. It was just like two heavyweight offenses slugging it out, and the Lions lasted, got got the draw at the 10th round or whatever. I mean, Goff and Herbert were almost each other's equals. Detroit ran the ball a little bit better, but some of that's just because Montgomery bu- busted a 75-yarder. I thought Gibbs was actually even better than him. And auburn rob St. Brown's almost like a – Younger version of Keenan Allen, just slot route runner, tough, you know, and the two of them combined for well over 300 yards. So that's
0: actually, I like that comp a lot. I I never put that one together 11 catches for 175 and two tutties for Keenan Allen. This one, he just keeps going. And yeah, it's that guy who's in the slot. He's maybe not the most, you know, height, weight, speed, Mm -hmm. body, beautiful player, but tough, knows how to get open, can make tough catches, can give you a little something. Uh, and, and can be a go-to weapon for your offense. We've seen Keenan Allen do it a long time in the NFL. Both guys were, you know, not drafted highly, um, but were both, you know, third, fourth-round picks and making good. And, and can the offense, the passing game, can run through those players as as high-target players. Montario St. Brown and Keenan Allen. I like that comp.
1: Yeah, and but now, as you mentioned, Chargers are four and five, Lions are seven and two. This might have been a very equal fight, but they're in way different neighborhoods in terms of their futures and the lions are should moonwalk through this division and into the playoffs uh the chargers are in trouble
0: yeah they might moonwalk to the to, to the two seed in the nfc at this point and yeah this yeah. division is, is theirs absolutely to lose it's not the case for the chargers and it's funny right before we went live with this podcast I saw that Brandon Staley was trending on Twitter. It's like, Oh, okay, did you uh, uh, just drop and check it out? Like, no, it's not <laughs> a good job. But he's just, his name is trending for a reason because there are people calling for it. So that's the kind of season this is this is heading for the uh for the Los Angeles Chargers right now.
1: And their defense was starting to show signs of life before this one, too. But this was just two really good offenses. And we haven't seen enough of these type of games this year. You know, what I mean, like I, I thought it might be a dinosaur. I was thinking of that Rams Chiefs Monday nighter a couple of years ago. It was like first one to seventy wins. Well this was kind of that version.
0: Yeah, we finally got one of those. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we got to talk about the Lions offensive line that's really good too. Oh, yeah. We, to, we forget to talk about the biggins up front sometimes. So let's just uh yeah, that 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 helps your offense running, passing, it helps everything. And, and the Lions have one of the best in the league. Tremendously. Yep. I love the way that one more note on this one, and we got to get to some other games, but I love the way that Dan Campbell played it too to eat the clock to not give the ball back. I mean, it's just a smart mm-hmm. way it's like, look, we're gonna we're gonna end this, we're gonna go for it. Late, we're not going to kick a longer field goal and let them have a chance. We're going to keep going and try to either put the ball in the end zone or we're going to be the last team with the ball and kick the game-winning field goal. And uh, and it worked out phenomenally, phenomenally for them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to double check one thing because I, from what I remember, yeah, there was eight times these teams collectively went for it on fourth down and they got seven of the eight, three for three and four for five. I just just wow. watching it live, like man, they just keep going for it and getting yeah. it. But it's that same mindset. you know. We're just going to trust our offense.
0: And and probably not trust the defense all that much.
1: (laughs) Not the way that game is going, right?
0: the way that game is going, for sure. Uh, So we both have some really interesting uh, nuggets on the Ravens and Browns. So uh, I want to wait on that just for a second here and go through some of these other games really quick. Uh, One of them was a huge blowout for the San Francisco 49ers. I really feel like the Jags Niners, both their bye weeks came at the most. And for the Jaguars, the least opportune times the Jaguars were reeling off five straight wins were one of the hottest teams in the league the 49ers were coming off three straight losses they had injuries to you know star players Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and um, uh, the the quarterback in in Brock Purdy was dealing with a a concussion from just a couple of weeks ago and so having the bye week when they did and regroup and then have the trade deadline the same week as their bye and bring in someone like Chase Young and just kind of hit the reset button a little bit the 49ers came out and looked like that team that was nearly unbeatable in the first five weeks of the season the 49ers improved to six and three Jaguars fall to six and three now Niners go on the road at Jacksonville and just beat up on them this game was was felt like it was over from the first series of each team in the game in the first quarter 34-3 was the final here
1: yeah and really the box score tells a lot of the story I mean four to nothing turnover ratio yards per play 7-3 versus 4-1. You know, I mean, they want to feature ATN. He didn't get the football all that much. Lawrence was under a lot of pressure. Time of possession was heavily unbalanced. I mean, again, like you said, I kind of tuned out in the second half. It was also going on while the Steelers were playing. But I mean it's this thing was done before you know it and Purdy was back to playing great. I mean the, the I guess the biggest story is McCaffrey didn't score for the first time
0: in 100 years. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> McCaffrey talked about it after the game. He's like I appreciate cuz Kyle Shannon, the game was over. They were uh, trying. We're, yeah. We're, we're going to pull people out of the game, you know. Trent Williams was pulled and Sam Darnold came in the game for Brock Purdy and McCaffrey was pulled and Elijah Mitchell's run the ball. And then I think someone spoke in Kyle's ear and say, like, Hey, Chris McCaffrey could set the all time record for, uh, you know, 18 straight games with the touchdown. Lenny Moore, uh, is now tied with Christian McCaffrey for 17 straight all time. Um, and so they put McCaffrey back in the game late. I don't know how Doug <laughs> Houston felt about that because they were already up 34 to three, but they could not get that touchdown for McCaffrey, but everybody else scored uh, on the team. Debo had one and, the use check had one. George Kittle had a long touchdown, which was the the big knockout blow of the day. I think in this one uh, that really just let you know this, this, that the uh, Jaguars weren't going to come back in this game. Um, and uh, who else had one? Uh, but Iuke had one of the first drive as well. So, you know, spreading yes. the ball around three touchdown passes. Debo's was on the ground, almost 300 yards passing. You just really couldn't do no wrong in five sacks for the 49ers defense. A uh, bunch of people getting involved there. Two turnovers both caused by – or two uh, two of the turnovers caused by Bosa. One was a fumble and and one was uh, – he hit Trevor Lawrence that turned into a Tano Fanga interception. So the Stars came out to play. The 49ers were well-rested and just playing um, high-energy football, which they weren't the last couple of weeks heading into their bye. So uh, that that looked like the 49ers team we saw to start the year. And the Jaguars are – I think it's still a good football team. They might have run into mm-hmm. a both saw in this one.
1: Yeah, they got somebody nipping at their heels when we're talking about in their division, though, too. So uh, my last Nuggets, I don't know where I heard this, so this isn't a direct quote, but you mentioned Peterson. I guess Peterson and Shanahan, you know, when they shake hands afterwards, Peterson was something along the lines of, hey, I would have done the same thing with McCaffrey. I'm cool with it. You know, like, it okay. was, yeah, yeah. I, you might want to double-check that for Locked Out
0: Niners. <laughs> I was already going live Locked Out 49ers. This is like the moment that I was like, I, I can't even wait because I got to go live in this one because the, the listeners – we're we're pretty amped up for a thirty four three win. All right, you mentioned the Texans. We got to talk about that division, um, and there's a lot of tie-ins with the way the Jags and uh, and and Cincinnati Bengals weeks went, and the way the the way the Texans are playing right now. Uh, Browns Ravens as well. Tons more to get to more walk offs as well from Week Ten next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time and the Game Time app. You should never have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. It should be something that you're excited for, it's like we get to go to the football game, right? Uh, Matt, you you want to go see the the Pittsburgh Penguins play, and you're like, well, yeah, sure. The, game, the puck drops in thirty minutes. Can I even get tickets? Of course you can at game time. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Last minute killer deals, all in prices. You can buy tickets up to an hour after the time that the event starts. View your view uh, view, a picture view from your seats. You know exactly what you're getting. Best price guarantee at game time takes all of the guesswork out of buying tickets. And maybe my favorite aspect of game time is Lack of those hidden fees. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting, and you know you're getting that great deal without the hidden fees, which is probably the worst thing that happens. You're all excited, you're like, okay, these tickets are fifty bucks, and you go, oh wait, the fifty bucks turned into two hundred bucks somehow when I'm checking out. How did that happen? So buy tickets in seconds, just a couple of taps with game time, and like I said, deals right up to the the start of the event, even an hour after the event starts. And that game time guarantee means you always get the best price, and if you find Tickets in the same section in a row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. How about the Browns and Ravens? Let's go there. Um the Ravens have been one of the best teams in the NFL this year. And I want to start with, and we'll talk a little bit more about the game and the, uh, the walk-off field goal for the Browns defeating the Ravens. This is fascinating. So coming into week 10, the Ravens spent less time trailing than any team in the league this year. They had trailed for less than a total of one half of football through nine games. And that continued into week 10. So the Ravens 28 minutes and 46 seconds is how long they've spent this season trailing in football games. And they led this game wire to wire and never trailed until the clock hit zero and the field goal went through the uprights. So still the Ravens have 28 minutes and 46 seconds after 10 weeks, uh, but somehow they lost this football game. Man,
1: Crazy. Uh, The nugget I have is is from um, NFL Next Generation Stats, which is just as crazy. The Ravens are the third team in NFL history to lose a game despite holding four separate leads of 14-plus points in the same game. First time it's happened in almost 20 years. Craziness. I mean, the one thing I noticed was the Ravens had a lot of negative plays. The Browns have had very, very few, and the Browns ran the ball really well. And I've been doing – the Browns play the Steelers next week, so I've been advanced scouting them. And they have a trend that's kind of bonkers for Cleveland, too. And it held up in this game, too. They ran 25 more plays than the Ravens, even despite losing a high percentage of the time. 34 Over 34 minutes of time possession. And their play differential is off the charts. And they ran the ball really, really well. These are supposedly the two best defenses in the league. Maybe they still are. And they showed some of that. But... There was, you know, a, a non-offensive score for Cleveland that was huge. Baltimore is starting to get a reputation of blowing some leads. You know, like they're always winning the whole game, but this is the third game they've lost in a semi, you know, similar manner. I think the Colts was the other one, and the Steelers were definitely the other one. with their three losses? So it's a little disconcerting. You know, we saw some good things from Keaton Mitchell. One of the stranger things in the whole league is. We talked MVPs and stuff last week, and I think we both came to the conclusion it's Lamar's at least for now, going into this week. But they consistently score like 31 points, and he gets you like 15 fantasy points. Like, how
0: does that happen? You know, that's what I was just gonna bring up. Yeah, Man, I, I sat Lamar this week and played Jared Goff, uh just because looking nice at the math and how things would go. And it was like it was kind of the thing you had to do. It's hard to sit Lamar. Uh, but for a few weeks in a row now, there's he's not been um and the way they ran the ball last week, it didn't matter. They put up 37 points, and I think he had less than 10 fantasy points, right? Uh, this week, he did have the touchdown pass uh, to Odell Beckham, 40-yarder. was his only catch of the game, so it was nice to see. Oh, I kind of forgot Odell. I saw it, and I was like, oh, Zay Flowers, look at that. And I was like, oh, no, that's Odell Beckham. I forgot he was even there because uh, he's he's done so little so far for the Baltimore Ravens. Zay Flowers was 5 for 73, but um, they, they almost need to get – well, it's hard because Keaton Mitchell had another – long touchdown run 39 mm-hmm. yarder second week in a row he he just looks like a really nice change up to to Gus Edwards there and look he only got three carries maybe he needs a little bit more um does the offense need to be more Lamar Jackson centric uh it's I mean they put up 31 points things are going yeah.
1: well you know it's just an odd anomaly to me that his stats don't match his you know value at this mm-hmm. point.
0: there was the uh the pick six right yeah. from uh, from Newsom in this one a couple of interceptions for Lamar. He only completed thirteen passes in this game for two twenty three. So it was like kind of big plays or or nothing for that for that Ravens offense. But both run and passing game. Um, I don't know what to take about it. I think it's just you know division opponents. It's that division. This is what happens. It Browns now six and three. Baltimore seven and three. We'll talk about the Steelers in a second, who are also six and three now.
1: It's nuts. And I think the last thing we do have to mention is Watson. Deshaun is. He left very late in the first half with an ankle and uh PJ Walker took the final snap from the Browns. They wanted to get him in the, uh in the locker room as soon as possible. And he was struggling as he has in a Browns uniform for the first half, you know, pretty s- seriously, but then he comes in the second half, no incompletions, easily his best half of football as a Brown and his team wins. And right now he's, uh, getting evaluated for this ankle he was in a boot after the game but yeah and Watson so it was you know, really good
0: I don't know if this was a play calling decision if it was because his ankle was hampered and Deshaun Watson's always been a kind of a big game hunter and you know throws a, pr- a pretty deep ball and, and, and makes big plays with his arm in the first half of the game their average depth of target was over 16 yards and it was disastrous and things weren't going well in the second half they only threw two passes. Deshaun Watson only completed two passes beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. And those were both, I think hooks. Hmm. So, you know, less than 10 yards with those two. So it was a short passing game and they played a lot better that way. So I think that might be an indicator, run the ball short passing is I think the way the Browns need to play, but I don't know if that's in Watson's DNA or if that was, you know, because of the injury and it just happened to work or if it was the coaching you know, led decision where they're like, look, this is the way we have to play against a team like the Ravens yeah. and like the Ravens, but maybe they should do that more often. But uh, it was an interesting. Yeah.
1: A lot more Njoku lately. It was a very Elijah Moore, Njoku, Cooper centric passing game. I don't know if I believe this, but I heard some analysts this morning talking about the Ravens losing these late leads and saying, despite leading the league in sacks, they don't have the Bosa or Garrett or the closer, you know, that that would maybe that's the reason why. I don't know if I can buy that though. It's basically been the best defense in the league and they lead the league in sacks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So both these teams are going to be in it. Uh, they place, I mean, it's just, it's that division, right? Like we might as well talk about the Steelers really quick here too, because mm-hmm. um, uh, watching the Steelers early on this year, there's no way I would have thought they would be oh. six and three. And even and, and they're, they're just kind of like playing to their opponents right now. It's it's not a beautiful win to you know to barely squeak by the Green Bay Packers, who are three and six. The Packers had an opportunity late. They were driving down, throw a late interception that sealed the win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Packers now three and six, and, and they're not in a great spot, obviously, but the the Steelers are six and three. But they still feel like one of the worst six and three teams or six win teams in the NFL. uh, And they are still looking up in their division despite being six and three right now.
1: It's bonkers. I mean, that division's crazy, of course. Um, The Bengals are in trouble because they have four conference losses. Now, the Bengals are 0 and 2 in the conference. The Ravens and Browns are both 2 and 2 in the conference. And the Steelers are 2 and 0. I mean, not only are they 6 and 3, in the division, you mean? Two and zero in the in the division. Yes, yeah. not only are they six and three, they're thirteen and five in their last eighteen games, and they look terrible. <laughs> I mean, they look terrible. I mean, I said some things on another local podcast about their back seven with these couple linebacker injuries and Minka being out is the worst in the league. And the pass rush didn't bail them out as they often do in this game, and they still win. You know, Jordan Love is throwing to wide open guys without a lot of pressure on them. And they still win. But the key is, it sounds so rudimentary, but it is. I mean, Kenny Pickett had a pretty good game and he throws for 126 yards. Like Mm -hmm. he's the worst fantasy quarterback in the history of the world. (laughs) And he's, but he never, he doesn't turn the ball over. If he throws a pick, they lose. If he doesn't, they win. And they're back to running the ball. Like they ran Mm -hmm. for over 200 yards in a very physical, downhill behind Broderick Jones, beat your face, win at the line of scrimmage, Tomlin methodology, and it's working. All
0: right. Uh, The other team in that division, the Cincinnati Bengals, lose to the Houston Texans and superstar rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. Uh, We had another walk-off game with the Pats and the Cardinals. All that coming up to finish up this uh, Week 10 Sunday wrap. It was a fun week of football around the NFL next Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel America's number one sports book. You want to get in on all the action like we saw on the football field in week 10? You can find it at FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. That's $150 bucks if your team wins that. Initial $5 money line bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. And the app is super easy to use. Uh, It's safe. Love the website. Love the app. It's so easy to find all of the bets you want, whether it's NFL football, college football. Uh, We've got NBA and NHL in full swing right now. Spreads, player props, over-unders, build your own parlay, which is one of of the the funnest things I think you can do at FanDuel. Tons of sports. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to kick off this second half of the NFL season. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Earn that 150 extra bucks of bonus bets to play with. Again, FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So the Cincinnati Bengals uh, were, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the hottest teams in the league. uh, And uh, a loss that's going to be... For the Bengals, a lot more difficult to overcome than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are still in first place. The Cincinnati Bengals are now in fourth place in their division at five and four. Um, so let's start with the Bengals here because the other huge story with the 30-27 win for the Texans is look out. The, the five and four Texans, Matt, are not only just a team now with, okay, rebuilding. Maybe they found their young quarterback, too. Uh, do we have to start worrying about this football team who were down a touchdown early and then boom, 10 points, 10 points, 10 points in the final three quarters to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And even though CJ Stroud made some mistakes and threw an interception, 356 more passing yards, uh, a near beautiful touchdown to Robert Woods that Woods was just out of bounds. I mean, CJ Stroud is playing phenomenally and the Bengals were playing phenomenally and, and weren't terrible in this football game, but, um, I don't know what to think about the Bengals, and is it time to take the Texans more seriously?
1: It is. So since he beat Buffalo last week, and from what I understand, that had the biggest playoff ramifications of any game that was played this year, and the reason is both of them have more losses than you would think for as good as they are, as good as their quarterbacks are. And all their losses are AFC ones. So they're going to lose tons of tiebreakers, the Bills and Bengals. I keep lumping them together, especially with Cincy losing another AFC game here. This is a crushing blow because the Bills and Bengals have like the hardest schedule in the league going forward. I mean, they play the Chiefs and both their divisions are tough. So it's time to be worried about the Bengals. And what I saw from this was on paper, I think the biggest weakness of the Bengals is their offensive line. And I think that showed up in a basically playoff caliber game where they couldn't run the ball one-tenth as well as Houston could. They couldn't protect Burrow as well as Houston did. And Houston had tons of O-line injuries, but that, that unit's starting to shape up, Tunsil and those guys. And Cincinnati wasn't bad. I mean, they had two interceptions, wasn't great by Burrow, but overall he was phenomenal. Chase was a little compromised. There was no Higgins. But really, the story is very. I'm burying the headline. Is it doesn't matter if it's Noah Brown or Nico Collins or Schultz or Dell or whoever, it's the quarterback elevating the team. It's not, you know, a good team bringing along a young guy and winning with him. They're winning because of him. And we talked about the Lions a minute ago, and everyone talks about the Lions offensive coordinator as a extremely bright young mind future head coach well I think Houston's might be as well
0: oh man they, they might have hit just massive home runs coach quarterback and we talk about it mm-hmm. so much Matt uh, that that is the deciding factor in the NFL if you've got the head coach quarterback combination you are golden you are in a great spot and man the Houston Texans might have had uh, an all-timer offseason with D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. and they've got the you know still need more talent on that defensive side of the ball but they're playing really well keeping them in football games and CJ Stroud looks nothing less than a superstar right now. He's doing very special things for a rookie, and is, you know, don't want to crown him too soon. But uh, Texans fans have to be extremely excited and seeing this team at five and four right now, and and beating a team like the Cincinnati Bengals at this point in the season, uh, it's, it's hard not to be excited. And this is they're they're in the playoff conversation, whether you want to believe or not, uh, in this upstart team. So, uh, really fun story with the Houston Texans. You mentioned Noah Brown. I mean, and CJ Stroud's Crazy. been a star maker. Nico Collins now he's hurt, so. Noah Brown, guess what? You're yep. up seven catches, 172 yards. How about this?
1: And he had the Nico role. Noah, you're Nico today. You
0: yeah, here yep. you go. Uh, <laughs> tank Dell, we've seen uh, you know rookie big plays, smallest tank uh, in the history of mankind. But um, <laughs> doing, you know, he's looking like a very good rookie. Have yeah. a, a good quarterback throwing you the football. Um, we've talked about Matthew Stafford being sort of that star maker at quarterback, and you know, with Puka Nakua now being the latest with with Matthew Stafford and you know, there might be a similar deal with, with CJ Stroud. Hopefully Stroud wins a lot more games than Stafford did when early in his career with the lions, but a note on Noah Brown. And so the last three weeks of the NFL season, we just talked about, uh, we had mentioned Amari Cooper and I wanted to save that from the, the Browns game. Amari Cooper is third. Noah Brown is second. CD lamb is first in receiving yards in the last three weeks. They were all teammates huh. together just a couple of years ago with the Cowboys.
1: Huh? Wouldn't have never put two and two together on that. Interesting. Yeah. Two of them left town. So um, uh, Texans playoffs? Well, uh, I'm sure all of our non-Steeler listeners would much rather see Stroud in the Texans than Pittsburgh or yeah. a team like that. In you know, that's got, you know, I mean, I, what I think is interesting and it's a little putting the card above the horse is Burrow's better than Stroud. You know, if we do quarterback ranks, we're going to Burrow ha- higher than Stroud. But if it's a month from now, might Stroud be in that, Herbert, Burrow, Tier—you know—I mean, it, could he be not far off Mahomes at the end of the season if we do Sandoz quarterback tiers? You know, I mean, yes. what he's doing is unbelievable.
0: That—that's his trajectory. Yes, but we're gonna not put him there yet. But that's the trajectory right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really and, is, it, and I think you used the the correct word—the elevation that's happening right now. Yeah, he's elevating yeah, yeah. his football team. Uh, so phenomenal story with the Texans. We'll see if they can keep that going. You mentioned the Bills a minute ago, five and four. They're playing Monday night. They better win this football game. Against, better win against the Broncos. They are at home and they're favored by a touchdown there. Uh, some other notes we got to run through these. Some really good football games out there. Um, one of them that was not a great football game was the Cowboys. I mentioned CD Lamb. He's still going oh, crazy. Um, Brandon Cooks. I mean, Dak Prescott went nuts. Four hundred passing yards in this one. Four touchdowns. Uh, and, of course, Tommy DeVito. Really nice story. It wasn't to be for him for the New York Giants, who fall to 2-8. 49-17. I don't know what else needs to be said about that one. The Cowboys improving to 6-3. and three. The Giants are as bad
1: as any team I've seen. I mean, I don't think they're going to win another game.
0: But this one, Kyler Murray comes back, and guess what? It's 1-0 now for the uh, Arizona Cardinals this year. Uh, talking about... Uh, late wins in the, the Arizona Cardinals, 25-23 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. The Cards win their second game of the year, which is probably not great long-term, to be honest with you, except for just seeing Kyler Murray play well and be tough to play against and making some plays with his legs and looking 100%, which was uh, pretty important to see for Kyler Murray and, uh, and the Cardinals. But uh, the Cardinals no longer have the number one pick in the NFL draft. The season ended today. It would be that Carolina pick that the Bears own so two and eight cardinals jumped down to i think the number three pick in the draft uh and the car and the falcons now fall to four and six on a losing streak
1: yeah the falcons you know heineke got hurt it wasn't all that much different but i do think this was a good game it's a fun game um what was interesting to me is i think arizona unlike the giants will win some games and we kind of predicted that their offense might, might be middle of the road which is a big jump and i think that's coming around he looked rusty as a passer but not as an athlete or as a runner, so mm-hmm. he'll be fine. <laughs> you know,
0: and was just clearly more talented than the other guys that the Cardinals have had. And it's like it's when you have that much talent at quarterback, the difference-making situations. So as long as you know, is um, he he's right? Uh, that's you know that that's a, that's a tough thing for defenses to go against. Trey McBride, by the way, uh, yeah, he potentially in a fit with Murray as a big-time fantasy tight end. He made an amazing catch in this game, eight for one thirty-one for Trey McBride.
1: He's really turned into their number one receiver. I mean, target share, all that stuff. Uh, It it just makes me further think, you know, we'll see one of them tonight. Young tight ends, you can't use them for fantasy. I think that's now uh, something we can bury. You know I mean? Laporta and Kincaid and McBride in his second season didn't play a ton as a rookie. Tight ends come come in like receivers now.
0: And apologies, we're not going to get to every game here because we don't have time. Yeah, let talk more ones, really good ones. And, you know, uh, we've got the, the mailbag later in the week as well. If you want us to dive more into any subjects, hit us up on Twitter, at PD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, or in the YouTube comments. Uh, another game-winning field goal, Seattle Seahawks hold on to beat the uh, Washington Commanders 29-26. Uh, to 26. The Seahawks now 6-3 and three in a really good spot uh, for their playoff. Bush, the Washington Commanders, the same how I thought played really well and has been really well. Pretty well, but they they did fall short here. And
1: yeah, this was a really competitive game as well. A lot of them went down the wire, as you mentioned, a lot of a lot more points this week, which was fun. You know, Cowboys dropped 49. We talked about the Chargers and Lions, and this one was a good offensive battle. And I wonder, might be enemy, be the head coach next year, and how the quarterback. See how that looks, you know?
0: Mm, interesting. Well, if they can't swing a trade for uh, Bill Belichick, maybe. <laughs> <That'd> be <the laughs> right, right, right. Has, has Howell in, earned another year? Because at four and six, they're not going to be drafting Drake May or Caleb uh, right. Williams unless they make some huge move in the draft to, to move up. It's looking like at this point, when they've got too many wins already, probably there's going to be multiple teams under four wins this year. Interesting. Line, line and see
1: how it goes, you know?
0: Yep. Seahawks are a playoff team. Commanders have a really interesting offseason to come. I think mean, those are the, they do, those they are the they thoughts with those two football teams. Um, I'm glad those I didn't are, set my alarm for 6.30 Pacific time to watch Colts-Patriots.
1: Mac Jones got pulled at the very end, and they only scored three points against the Colts. I mean, so
0: pretty bad for both the Jets and the Raiders. The Raiders did uh, yes. do at least have a little bit of life. They're smoking cigars, winning some games here with interim and maybe full-time head coach Antonio Pierce uh, five and five Raiders look out 16 to 12 over the, the four and five now in New York. Jet.
1: Yeah. Not the ideal nightcap for a long day of quadruple header, but yeah, I think this, I think this buries the jets. Don't you think? I mean, the Raiders think, are yeah. still have their head above water slightly, but I think this buries the jets Viking saints. I think it's the last one we haven't talked about. And that one was more fun. At least we saw Winston at the end. Very Winston esque, you know, yeah. like perfect, perfect example is Chris Olave had no t- no catches going into the half until Winston comes in. Then he has a huge game and a great touchdown, and Winston throws a terrible pick as well. Vikings are good and well coached and hung on though. Car's injured. I don't know if he's going to play next week.
0: Bucks over Titans. Uh, Buccaneers four and oh, five. Too, it's yeah. going to be another one of those seasons in the NFC South. Who's going to who's going to be the team that can get to five hundred maybe and. Uh, it's looking like the saints are ahead, even though they lost to the, the Vikings, 27,
1: 19. And I did want to throw one more thing about Titans Bucks. Mike Evans is still a great player. We talked about Keenan Allen to open the show. I mean, those two are about the same age. He could even had a bigger day and should not surprise anyone, but the Titans O line is horrific. You know, like I wouldn't be too hard on Levis or any of those guys for this performance. They don't block a soul.
0: That is week 10 of the NFL season. If you want us to dive into any game specifically or any subjects in further detail, hit us up on the mailbag. We were uh, going to come back tomorrow, take a peek at the uh, at the power rankings as well after this week. Some more thoughts from week 10 of the NFL season before we flip the page to week 11 as well. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Peacock and Williamson back tomorrow right here. Talk to you then.